Yo, what's cool? Episode 161. Yo, I recorded 160, episode 160. I just forgot to put it out. Um, I, it was actually a 30-minute episode, so I will put it out. I'm going to release 161 first, though, because I'll make sure I put this one out, you feel me? I might reverse engineer this shit. I don't know, I might throw people off, but uh, I'm going to do that. But uh, first and foremost, I was at the game yesterday. Garden was rocking. Shit was lit. Every single time I get, I don't know what it is, man. Every single time I get up in the garden, man, I just get this exciting, exciting, real jittery feeling, bro. Like, this shit is an amazing feel. The garden is, is truly like no other, man. And I'm talking about Madison Square Garden, the most famous arena in the whole wild world, bro. Damn. So, we got there a little early. So, I, you know, the goal was to get to early and chill out and sleep. Man, we got there early, six something, and this shit packed. Shit packed. I'm like, why is this shit so packed? Is Why is it so packed for the Dennis Jr. revenge game? Bit confused. But then I thought about it, maybe because I normally come later to the game. If the game starts 730, I'm going to get there 720. Show them my take, like, yo, I'm here. This is what I'm watching. This is what I'm going to sit at, et cetera, et cetera. You feel me? So that shit was crowded, bro. That shit was crowded at 620. I'm like, why the fuck is shit so crowded, bro? But it was. So now maybe next time I go to a game, I'm, I'm going to come around 715, 720. I'm going to see what's up. I'm going to see what's up because, like I said, it's normally not that crowded. But I'm at the game. Uh, never too comfortable as a Knicks fan. But, you know, based on the game against the Magic, based on the game against the Pistons, uh, even the spread had the Knicks beating the, the Hornets by eight, seven and a half. So I'm like, yo, you know, we might just be going gonna, gonna to win this game. And it'll be close for the first three and a half quarters, and then the Knicks will eventually pull away. Uh, but that was not the case at all, actually. Um, the Knicks had to lead the most of the game, though, but the Hornets found a way to stay in the fucking game. You know, shout-outs to them for doing that. And eventually they got the lead, 113-114. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't even know they tied the game at 111. I know they made a whole bunch of corner threes in the first half and the second half, but in the first half they was hitting them right in front of me. I was like, oh. God damn, bro. God fucking damn. Corner th- and even in the second half, they were saying corner three after corner three. I think that's a weak spot that the Knicks got to identify and fix. I think that was like a majority of the three-pointers that they made. They made like the first seven or three points. Shit was crazy, bro. But uh, long story short, man. Long story long. Fuck that. Knicks down by five, 115, 120. I'm hearing rumbles in the crowd. Like, yo, man, this this is what we got Jalen Brunson for, man. What's he going to do? And then he lets us know what he going to do, man. RJ made. I know RJ didn't have a great game, man, but I, I am proud of RJ for making all of his free throws because when we was down by five and he got fouled, I needed him to make those two free throws. And I'm glad he did. And then eventually, Jay Brunson, Knicks down three, elbow three on the, on the right wing. Swish, boy. Nah, I did not make the proper Swiss sound right there. But tied the game at 120, and I is I'm hyped, bro. I'm losing my mind because not that it's not like I'm watching the game from from the crib. I'm at the garden, the shit jumping, and then we get a stop. 
He missed a couple shots. Julius Randle gets the rebound. I'm thinking he gonna dunk this shit, but he laid it up. I don't care. That shit went in. I am hype. We got a two point lead. A minute left in the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Let's get it, man. And of course, the Hornets score. I, I, be honest, I don't know if Dennis Junior. I don't know who scored. I, I remember somebody scoring, and the game got tied up, man. And wait, how did that game, man? Yo, they, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, man. Gordon Haywood took the last shot right before the buzzer sounded. I'm like, oh my god, this shit about to go in for real. I, I was a bit shook. I was definitely shook. Came off that left elbow, took a couple dribbles, let that shit float, and then shit hit the side of the backboard. I was mad because he got such a look, good look at it. But thankfully, he missed. Thankfully, he missed. And then we had it out to OT where the Hornets scored the first couple points, and I'm like, fuck. And then Cam Reddish missed a three. I forgot who else missed a three. Maybe RJ Barrett. But somebody, we missed two threes. And Jalen Brunson's like, well, let me shoot a three now. It's my turn. Got us the lead. Uber technical. Jalen Brunson no look past Mitch Robinson. He faked me out. I'm thinking he going to pass it to uh, RJ Barrett. But nah. He said, I'm going to pass it to uh, Mitch Robinson for this dunk. And we got a four-point lead. I'm hype. I'm like, let's go. We are four. But, you know, it's the next game, so it's never over till it's over. And then um, fast forward, we up three. We get two stops. I'm like, all right, man, it's like 20 seconds left. We stopped them twice. It's going to be hard to stop them three straight times, bro. And um, first was the air ball and then the block by Mitch Robb. And then P.J. Washington, he made a great shot, man, with, with eight sec- five and a half seconds left. I thought it was a three. The referee didn't tell me about it. I was like, all right, bro, he made a three. And then upon further review, it clarified that uh, – it was a two-pointer. It was very close, but it was a two-pointer. And um, I was quite pleased when I found out that it was a two-pointer. You know, in a weird way, I sort of didn't want the game to end, but I did want the game to end with a next W. And then back to R.J. Barrett, I was pretty surprised. I ain't going to hold you. When it's five and a half seconds left, obviously the Hornets are going to try to either steal, and if not steal, foul the Knicks. So they have a, shot to t- they have a chance to tie the game up. After R.J. Barrett's free throws. But it was just the fact that R.J. Barrett wanted to shoot those free throws. He faked the pass to Jalen Brunson and then got fouled. And then canned two free throws. I was like, wow, dude. You really out here canning free throws. I don't think he missed a free throw yesterday, man. I was very pleased with that. Like, you know, he made the two free throws to cut it to three. Which allowed Jalen Brunson to tie it at 120. And then 132-131. Made two free throws. And then the next foul... Dennis Smith Jr., and he missed a free throw, then he had to miss a second one, and we pulled that game out, man. But uh, the the name of this podcast, I'm going to just let y'all know right now, it's going to be called Resume, bro. And um, Jalen Brunson, when he looked at the resume of the next playing guard position needs, the roles and responsibilities, the requirements, the years of experience, the playoff experience, the late-game execution experience, he fits the bill, bro. He saw that resume. He was like, yo, I'm qualified for this. And I know so many people. Um, I ain't hating on nobody that does this. Um, got to lie on their resume, man. Sometimes you just got to fake it to make it, man. You can't be all the way honest, bro, to secure the bag. And sometimes you try to do it righteously, but it, that just don't work. So I ain't mad at nobody. But Jalen Brunson, 
he was like, yo, I'll do this for four years, 55. He looked at the Mavs like, yo, bro, I'm qualified. We could do this for four years, 55. Mavs like, nah, you good, man. You good off that. And then Knicks swooped in like, yo, we double up, bro. We give you 110 for four years. How about that? And then he was like, yeah, say no more, bro. We out of here. We out the Mavs nation. Mavs lost the overtime, not an overtime thriller, but it just lost a, 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 this a thriller to the Pelicans. Luka missed a potential game when he shot on Tuesday. It was a nice game. It was. But yeah, Brunson, Brunson definitely tailor-made for the whatever the resume the Knicks put up with a point guard position. Perfect fit, man. You know, he gets everybody to their spots. He keeps everybody involved. Mitch, RJ, Julius. Even though Julius was seven for 19, it was all good, man. He sees most of his shots on the Florida offense. And that shot, that little turnaround fadeaway, bringing the ball from the bottom up, I don't know how he does that shit, but he be making that shit, man. And that's what's up. Um, like Randall's body language, I like how he's trying to get Fournier involved, directing traffic a little bit. You know, sometimes he still had his ISO Julius random moments, but it's just moments right now. So that's I think we can still fix that, work on that moving forward. Um, RJ Barrett, it's weird, man. I can't really describe Barrett right now because he was looking super smooth and efficient in the preseason. And then um, here I am saying, Yo, you know, RJ Barrett does start the season off slow. So it's a bit weird that I'm saying that. But um, I think he'll get it back together, man. I think that he's so caught up in living up to his contract. I just want him to play basketball. Like, just play basketball. You know, you're forcing things. I think he's thinking too much. Sort of some of the issues that Randall was having last year after he got his contract. So I think, man, I, I think Randall should reach out to Audrey. Like, yo, bro, just hope. You're probably thinking about your contract. Ooh, I got to live up to my contract. I mean, just, just hope, bro. Just hope. It looks like you're thinking, overthinking it out there, but... I appreciate the efficiency from the foul line, brother. And I, I, I continually expect you to uh, get more finish, finish better around the paint. I missed a lot of close ones, a lot of gimmies. And um, I got you on one of my fantasy teams, bro. So that efficiency will definitely help me also in terms of my fantasy teams. But you're looking too good, man. I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later, bro. I'm going to get to that, bro. Um, RJ, man. That's my guy. Um, still ended up with 20, 22 points, I think, or 20 points. But he, he had a, like I said, he made his free throws. Made some baskets when the Knicks really needed them, too. But we still, like, he easily could have been, like, 13 to 21. And that's me saying that. It's like, ooh, that's way too efficient, right? Nah, bro. Those were, he missed some real makeable shots, but it's all good. Um, I expect him to clean these things up. It's still early in the regular season. But I just want him to play a bit more relaxed. Uh, that would be nice. Um, as far as Randall, like I mentioned earlier, you know, he had some interesting moments. Um, you know, he missed a potential game winner in the end of the fourth quarter, but it was a good shot. I like the shot that he took. You know, it was close to the rim. It was a layup. It was a good play. He just missed it, so I wasn't mad at that at all. Um, I was. I don't know if I'm mad at him or like this. I don't think that was really a take foul. The referees call that shit because sometimes it just happens in a moment. Like I was. Broken up, broken play, loose ball. Like, that's not even a fast break if, if he just got the ball. But um, it's going to be interesting how the officials officiate the take foul thing. I don't think that should have been called a take foul. 
but I get why they called it, but it, I think they got to be more reasonable. Like, he just lost the ball, or it was a loose ball, to be honest, but fuck it, man. They call that shit. They call it, man. And um, now I'm going to get to E. Fournier. Fournier had a solid offensive game, 14 points and shit, um, shooting efficiently from the field. And um, he was trying to get the rest involved, but I, I know like he's not no defensive juggernaut. But I don't know why everybody's so like, yo, we 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 gotta get rid of him. Yo, I don't know why we're in such a rush to trade Evan Fournier, bro. And um, yeah, McBride could shoot threes and he could play three and D, but he don't he don't got the float game like Evan Fournier. He's not a playmaker like Evan Fournier. And we're going to need that shit in the playoffs. And yes, in the playoffs, you're going to need defense. But in the playoffs, you also need to maximize all the shooting that we have. So I don't get why trading Fournier is such a primary. We got to get rid of Fournier. No, bro, we do not got to get rid of anybody right now, to be completely honest with you. No, we need Fournier shooting, bro. Um yeah, this whole, I don't like that shit after every game. Like, yo, God, Trey Fournier, you gotta stop that shit, man. We 3 and 1. I know we play the Bucks. I know we play the Sixers. We're playing some hardcore teams coming up. But Fournier shows up against, yo, big time games. Fournier be showing up. So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a stick to supporting Fournier. I don't like this trading him like McGrimes. I like McGrimes, but I don't see the need. To, like, just throw him under the fire. I'm not throwing him under the fire. I get it. Just throw him into the starting lineup. I get why we probably need to throw him into the starting lineup because we didn't trade or include him in the Donovan Mitchell trade package. But at the same time, bro, I'm not in no rush to, to get rid of Fournier. Uh, I mean, I feel like McGrimes got a short. He could stay healthy for a season. Like, this last season for McGrimes, like, yo, he could hoop. That's what's up. Now, this season, he got to show me he could stay healthy also. And there is a chemistry with that starting five. There is a vibe out there, so I don't see why there's a need to disturb that. But I do understand that um, there needs to be a, a some sort of not, not not some sort of there needs to be some rotation set between him, Grimes, and him as in Fournier, Grimes, and Reddish. And just I just mentioned Reddish. Yo, we got to get that dude the ball more, man. I ain't going to lie, bro. We, we be having him on the sidelines. It be four next players touching the ball, and then he's just on the sideline on three-point, on corner three, just chilling, man. Like, when is my turn going to – when is it going to be my turn to get the rock? When is it going to be my turn to get the rock? I like that one play when Julius Randle was like, yo, I got you right now, bro, for the three, and then whoosh, all net, bro. I mean, Cam Reddish had his moments of, of turning the ball over. But he played good defense for the most part. He got back on defense when he turned the ball over, made sure to do missed the layup. I like the fuck to that OD. Um, we need to get him more involved, man. I don't like that shit. It'd be all four next players touching the ball, and then he, he barely gets it. So it's hard for him to really establish a rhythm of, of any sorts if he's barely touching the ball, man, to be honest. And I think he, he needs to get more touches, bro. He needs to pr- be able to prove uh, to us... I guess more so to Thibodeau, so he get more playing time. I and mean, we've seen flashes in the Grizzlies game. We've seen flashes against the Magic. Like, when he gets going, it's, it could be very lethal. So, and you've seen how the focus on Randall and um, Brunson and Audrey was there. And if you got Reddish, all right, man, you got too many people to worry about. 
if you're the opposition. So I think it's impo- imperative to get my boy Cam Reddish involved. Um, he did make a key three-pointer that we needed him to make. I appreciated that. Um, he played solid defense for the most part. I think the whole team in itself had its lapses, especially with the Gordon Haywood backdoor cut layups. That shit was mad annoying. He just kept making backdoor layups, backdoor layups, backdoor layups. Somebody shot an arrow ball, and then he got the rebound and made a layup. That shit was annoying, bro. Um, and I don't know what the hell. So, yeah, like I said, man, let the, let, let, you got to get, got to make sure that we involve Cam Reddish in the office more. Just get him more touches. I don't, I don't like how he's being utilized offensively in the past couple of games. But, um... Quickly, y'all. Quickly needs to. Learn. I don't know what it is with quickly, man. But he got a point guard better, even though he had that one turnover when um he tried to get the ball to Cam Reddish. I think he thought that Cam Reddish was gonna cut to the basket, but Cam Reddish um stopped at the three point line because uh, that's what's been basically happening. He's just been stuck at that corner three position, so he stopped at his usual spot and he quickly thought he was gonna cut. So I like the thought process right there with quickly. He was trying to get Reddish to cut to the basket so he get an easy basket. That one I wasn't mad at. But in general, outside of that play, he had like a lot of weird I'm like, what you doing, bro? What you why you forcing it like that? Like he was, he was forcing it a lot in a lot of situations, which basically helped that lead dissipate. And the Knicks were in a tough ball game. But regardless of him making that lead dissipate, the Knicks still had to do better to close out that game. But quickly, that stretch was a bit weird. But um, he made a good couple of shots, though, man. He made his shots. He made, he was like, three for six. But the most surprising of them all was probably Obi Toppin letting it rain from the outside. I don't know if I ever, um, I don't know. Nah, I've seen Obi Toppin hit three three-pointers. But in person, it was different, bro, especially that first Three-pointer he made, he got it off the loose ball. I said, fuck it. I'm going to just shoot it. Swish. You know what I mean? And then he did it again. Fuck it. I'm going to just shoot it. Swish. And then the third time, same situation. You know what I mean? So, Obi Toppin, to me, for me to be at a game where Obi Toppin hit three threes and zero dunks, wow. Like, if I had to take an over and under... On dunks, 0.5 and over and under threes, 2.5. Bro, I would take the over on dunks and the under on threes. But if I took the over on threes and the under on dunks, bro, I would have won a boatload of cash. But um, interesting night for Obi. I appreciate the three threes. We needed every single one of those. And uh, D. Rose is like the new microwave, bro. He plays like 10 minutes and gives you like 12 points. He played like one quarter with the basketball, man. But that shit was hella efficient, bro. Hella efficient. But back to it quickly, I just need him to make better decisions. Uh, when it comes to RJ, just force it less. When it comes to Cam Reddish, give my boy some touches, man. When it comes to Fournier, let him hoop. We know he's not no defensive maestro. And not no every player on the NBA team is a defensive maestro, bro. And... He's a solid offensive player, man. Let's stop acting like offense don't fucking matter in this league, man. So that's my take on that. And shout out to D Rose, man. Shout out to Derrick Rose, man. That nice, yo. Still, thirty four years and old and all. He said, "I'm gonna give you the best twelve minutes I can," and he's been doing that, bro. My boy, efficient out here outside of that Memphis game. So shout out to D Rose, man. And shout out to. 
Dennis Smith Jr., man. I'm just happy he's still in the league. I'm happy he's showing that he can hoop. Because I remember when he first came to the Knicks, man, he had some fucking explosive performances. 28 points there, 29 points there. Then you have a couple 11 points games, score another 24. So, like, all the tools and talent is there for Dennis Smith to be great, man. So, he almost did us in, bro. I ain't going to lie. He almost sent us home packing in heartbreaking fashion. And I'm glad he didn't do that. I'm glad he, you know, gave us, showed some mercy to the Tusk Knicks fans. I remember the Knicks did boo him, so pretty sure that was in the back of his mind at some point, whether before the game, after the game, during the game. But he had a double-double, so shout-outs to him, man, for real. Plumley threw me the fuck off with his um with his left-handed free throws. I saw him in a warm-up shoot that shit. I was like, ain't no way. And then he made his first four, and he missed his next two. I don't remember if he shot any free throws after that, but the first four he made, I was like, wow, dude. That's what's up. So shout outs to shout outs to fucking even Plumley shooting left handed free throws, man. And another player that I was surprised by was Maladon. Uh he could hoop. He could hoop, son. He on a, um from France, but that boy could hoop Maladon. And another f- interesting feel good story for me was um Nick Richards is Yeah dog, he I used to work out at LA Fitness. Um, New High Park keyword used to work at LA Fitness. And homie used to be there working out. And I didn't had no idea he was going to Kentucky. Uh, I remember one of them days he's doing some paleo metrics workout. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And well he whatever shot around. I shot around whatever. He's like, yo man, I head out to college in a couple weeks. And I was like, yo, good luck, bro. I ain't seen him after that. And then next time I see him was on TV and He's playing for Kentucky. He on the bench. I'm like, oh, that's the fucking same dude. And then like they they show like his player profile says like Manhattan, New York, or Syracuse, New York, whatever. I was like, oh shit, that's that's him. I know. I remember. I'm like, oh shit, that's him. Didn't really follow his story afterwards. I was just happy he played for Kentucky. I'm like, cause you know Kentucky is a basketball school, bro. Kentucky is a basketball state. I think. Because, I'm saying I think because. That is where the Louis Will Slugger baseball bats are made. But I always say this, Kentucky has an appreciation for basketball, man. So I'm like, all right, yo, shout-outs to you, man. You in Kentucky, then fucking, I didn't even know he's in the NBA. And I'm, I'm like, yo, no, nah, that's not Nick Richards, bro, because I, I only see this dude without facial hair and a little mustache. And now I see him with a full-grown beard, bro. I'm like, oh, shit. And then it said Nick Richards, bro, yeah, Silas. I'm like, yo, that's him. Like, that's fire, bro. I'm happy he's in the NBA. Shit. Used to work out. Not with him, but he used to be at the same gym. I'm happy, son. See, I was working out with a hooper. That shit sort of motivated me even more to get, get my life together. I'm like, oh, look at that shit, man. Same same gym, working out, doing pilometrics. I'm doing calisthenics and shit. My boy in the NBA, son. Literally, so happy for him. Shit more inspired me a bit. And the Knicks, we three and one. Let's go. We won three straight in the garden as as I would hope so. I'm not going to say expected because the Knicks, sometimes they be nicking, but uh, not so far. And you know, I, like I said, my key takeaways is, yo, get ready to ball more. Get him some more touches. 
And we need to stop this Evan Fournier trade shit after every game. Like, bro, ain't nobody fucking play perfect defense in the NBA anyway. Stop acting like everybody. Yeah, he's going to have his nights where he struggles on defense, bro. That's a lot of fucking team players in the NBA. So we need to quit that shit out. Uh, RJ, stop overthinking, bro. Play your game. Uh, Jaden Brunson's new nickname is The Resume. Because his resume, he's for the Knicks resume. Uh, he's for the requirements and the roles and responsibilities. And he said, here's my resume. So I'm going to call Jaden Brunson the resume, the resume man. And um, as far as Randall, yeah, he's going to have moments like that. But I think he could cut down a bit on those moments in terms of, ah, man, he's been doing a better job, man. Let me just take that back. I, I take foul shit was, that was, I was tough, man. I was he just fighting for a rebound. He didn't get the rebound. That was tough. That was tough. I'm going to take that back. But Randall, don't keep playing your game, man. Keep rebounding the ball like you is. And like Evan Fournier. Fournier, keep doing your thing, bro. I know it's tough. But uh, yeah, get Cam Reddish the ball, man. Quickly, just make better decisions, bro. I know we about to play Milwaukee next. That shit is not about to be no cakewalk. You know, they said there's going to be a litmus, litmus test. Let's see how this litmus test goes, man. Let's go next, man. Boy, Jack F. Episode 161. Let's get it.